Hi, it's Casey. Thanks for shining on today. Happy summer. Do you have a goal for summer? Is there something you want to begin or finish or achieve? Well, consider writing that goal down. Keep it simple, just one clear positive sentence. Then put that note somewhere where you can see it. Make it a priority. Don't let this summer get away before you've had some fun, decluttered, travel, whatever it is you want to do. Write out your summer goals and then do something every day to get a little closer to achieving that dream. I guess now is a good time to tell you that I plan to run a 5K in September for charity, the Westchester Food Bank. You know, I've heard the words on your market set go, but I've never actually moved a muscle after hearing them. And I think it's time to change that. So my summer goal is to get in shape. I downloaded the app. I found my sneakers. They were in the trunk of my car, of all places. And I'll keep you posted on my progress. Today, we are going to look at your dreams, not for the future, but your actual sleeping dreams. Dream interpreter J.M. DeBoard is here. Do you ever dream about numbers or see repeating number patterns? The universe may be trying to tell you something. The world around us is responsive to our thoughts and our feelings, and they're responsive to those deeper impulses and things that come out of us. So I've noticed that the numbers and repetitive patterns and synchronicities are a way of saying, hey, I'm out there, I'm listening. You know, it's like the world is listening to you and it's responding. That's J.M. DeBoard. And if you're trying to get a message to someone, boil that message down. Make it simple. Lauren Sergi will help us communicate today. In order to really get a point across or to have a good communication, you want to boil down what it is you have to say to kind of a single message. The more you can boil down your message or whatever it is you're trying to get across into something that's simple, quick to say, and easy to remember, the more fluid your communication is going to be overall. More advice from Lauren coming up. She wrote the Handy Communication Answer Book. It's a good one. First, we're going to talk about what our dreams are trying to communicate to us. J.M. DeBoard, who wrote the Dream Interpretation Dictionary, is here. And not a moment too soon, J.M., tell me why I'm dreaming about an ex-boyfriend. Wow, you know, that is I, there is an entry for X in the Dream Dictionary. And it often comes down to processing something from the relationship that is much later um, you could be learning some kind of a lesson from it. You could have something in your life that has reminded you of this person. It might not even rep represent the person at all. He could represent something to you such as that time of life or something that you experienced together, a quality or association that you have with him. So that's one of the tricky things with dream characters is, is that they're like a costume that is over top of something else. There's a deeper symbol symbolism to it. So you'd really have to begin, Casey, with what he means to you and what that time of life meant to you and how that connects with the present, because dreams rarely reminisce. There's usually a reason that they refer to the past because there's something relevant going on in the present. Well, you know, you just solved the mystery because... Uh, the house that I was in when I dated him is, uh, they're talking about tearing it down. Oh. It, it's a really old house. And um, and I'm like, oh no, I have to go back inside one last time and see that place. So it's like that era of my life I feel, you know, very um, tender about right now because, you know, I loved that space. So that may and be And I it, think right? we see the connection, yes. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. Thank you for that because I, I, it, you feel so uncomfortable when you have a, a dream about an ex and then you wake up with your husband and you're like, oh, God. You know? 
Yeah, and it doesn't mean that your heart's being pulled in another direction. It just means that you're being pulled into the past for some reason, um, or that there is something there. Like, a lot of times it's because people are learning something, they're in a new relationship, and they don't want to repeat the mistakes of the past, or they are reminded of their ex because they're in a new relationship and they see similar qualities or characteristics or kind of heading down the same general direction or the same path in life. So there's all kinds of ways that your ex can uh, come into your dreams as a connector with the past. The Dream Interpretation Dictionary, Symbol, Signs, and Meanings. This is what you need near your bedside. J.M. DeBoard is our guest. Now, I'm going to just, another question about my personal dreams, and then we'll get to the book, okay? So, last night, I didn't get very much sleep at all. I have a little doggy, and her paw was hurt, and she couldn't sleep. So um, I was up till like three o'clock in the morning with her. And when I finally doze off to sleep, I had a dream that her paw broke off completely. (laughs) Oh, poor Paul. You know, at least it was just a dream. You know, it's usually just that it's reflecting back your anxieties and concerns. One of the tricks to dream interpretation is to realize that they are exaggerated stories so they, it's not that your, your puppy's paw is, is hurt or injured, but in the dream, it actually breaks off. You know, it's an exaggerated way of just uh, reflecting back your anxieties and concerns. Good. All right. Exaggerated stories. That makes all the, that's a great way to put it. Then you can go back to that exaggerated story and sort of be like an investigative reporter, right? Yeah, you ask yourself, in what way is uh, is the story exaggerated? Uh, most of the, you know, most metaphors and figures of speech um, are exaggerated in metaphors, figures of speech, these are how dreams create symbolism. They have other ways of doing it, but if you look at the way that symbolism is created in a metaphor, most of the time what you're really seeing is an exaggerated comparison. So as you learn to interpret dreams, and then you use my book to do it, I will teach you these different ways that dreams use stories and storytelling techniques in order to be able to communicate meaning and significance to you Uh, at night when you're asleep. Got it. What about numbers? When people see numbers written out in a dream? Well, you know, the funny thing is, Casey, you can get really deep into this. There's There's an ancient art called numerology where people see all kinds of significance in numbers and in their patterns. What I've found is, is that dreams use numbers often to refer to a time of life. They can refer obliquely to uh, like an address that you lived at. Uh, maybe if it wants to refer to your childhood, it will use that address. But it may not even do it directly. Dreams are very clever at knowing the ways that your mind works. So they might, you know, like my old address when I was a kid was 1954. It might reverse it as 5419, or it might add the numbers up, you know, nine, one and nine and five and four equals 19. So it might just refer to that. Um, I've seen dreams use elevators to refer to like, you'll have one of these retrospective dreams and I've seen them use floors in a building and you're going up and down in an elevator to refer to times of your life. So, you know, the door opens and you're on floor 10 and like, well, welcome to year 10. Mm -hmm. You know, you're back. (laughs) There's the bully again on the play yard. You know, what are you going to do? So, 
you know, um, but the, here's the other thing. Sometimes they just use the numbers to refer to general things such as large and small. You know, like if you see a number that's like, you know, 32,419,000, you know, like that could just be a way of saying big. And if it's just like, you know, the number one, it could say small. If it's the number two, it could mean a pairing, like the two of you. You know, if it's the number three, it could refer to like, you know, uh, uh, three's a crowd. So there are different ways. You don't necessarily have to break open your book on divination or numerology or anything to figure out the significance in your dreams. Right, right. So you should kind of take it personally. Like, what does this mean to me? Yeah, what does it mean to you? And there's... If you really want to dig deep into it, sometimes you can easily just go to uh, your favorite search engine and type in, you know, uh, numerology and then whatever the number is. Um, Edgar Casey was known for being very uh, insightful about numbers and patterns and stuff. There really is a deep significance to it. Like five is known as a number of change. Nine is known as a number of completion. Four is a repetitive as a number in the psych because. or the psyche because it it actually comes in uh, uh, pairs and so you'll have uh, four of something which is you know two pairs and it actually refers to such things as mental functions or archetypes things along those lines Um, so you can go really deep with this Casey and I do have an entry for numbers in my book and, and I do try to explain it as best I can but boy it would take an entire book just to explain this subject. So I try to give you just enough to, to tease you, to give you to a, a basic understanding and then let you go off on your own and do your own research. You know, for a while, my phone number was 845-265-5505. And that was a time of change. Yeah, um, I found it. The funny thing, I was doing some uh, some part time work. I was doing a home renovation, and it's the the same numbers that I live at now, which are the same numbers which was my apartment in San Francisco. We moved to Tucson. We live in the house that has the same address. And the other day, I was helping with the home renovation, and it was just two of the numbers juxtaposed, you know, switched around. But it gave me a sense when I was in that home and I'm helping them to renovate it. I was thinking of it as almost like my home. I put the same kind of care into it because mm-hmm. we renovated the home that I'm in now. Seeing that address gave me a sense of connection with the owners of the home and with the home itself so that I'd put a little bit of extra care into helping them to renovate it. All right, so here's a crazy question. In something like that, like you find yourself living at the same address or certain numbers keep popping up all the time, is this like another way for the universe to talk to us? Are, are the numbers trying to tell us something? I feel like there are messages in numbers, especially especially in repetitive numbers, if you always notice the clock at the same time every day, I've had times when that happened over and over again. And I'd be like, well, why am I noticing that it's 3.33, you know, just as the clock changed or out of all the, you know, I haven't looked at the clock in hours and I'm noticing right when it turns to a certain time. And what I found is, is that and this is, might sound a little off the wall, Casey, but I've been studying dreams for years, and dreams are an interface into something that goes deeper. They're, I don't know exactly what to call it, but I know that the world around us is responsive to our thoughts and our feelings, and they're responsive to those deeper impulses and things that come out of us. 
so I've noticed that the numbers and repetitive patterns and synchronicities are a way of saying, hey, I'm out there, I'm listening. You know, it's like the world is listening to you and it's responding. So what exactly it is and how it works, all I know is, is, is that consciousness, our consciousness and the feelings and thoughts that are associated with it somehow kind of permeate out into the world. And then the world responds by saying, giving us this little sign that says, hey, guess what? I'm listening. There's more to this than what you think. Well, I love it. <laughs> I love it. J.M. DeBoard, the Dream Interpretation Dictionary, Simple Signs and Meanings. So I love page 288 because you got two biggies on that page. The moon and your mother. (laughs) Yeah, boy, (laughs) what a combination. And they're often connected with each other because the moon is is a uh, a symbol that's long been associated with uh, femininity. So, and then you've, and also with the uh, sort of the movements of your moods and your feelings and emotions. And then, of course, you have mom, and you see how many pages that 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 entry goes into. Casey, this is more than just, you know, what you'll find in most dream dictionaries. When you look up the, you know, mom, you'll, you might find, you know, a few sentences, maybe a couple of paragraphs, and you can't really do justice and explain all the different possibilities for a dream symbol in just a couple of paragraphs. So you see that I go into great length about this, and some of the entries are really more like essays, and I give examples from mm. dreams that I've interpreted over the years so that you can really walk away with a good sense of what that dream symbol means to you, which of course is most important. I can't guess at what those symbols mean to you, such as mom or, you know, or moon or something like that. But what I can do is I can give you ideas, right. uh, I can show you common ways that, are, that they are used, and I can teach you how to personalize your dream symbols which is really what my book does. It's kind of subversive, Casey. I, mm. I've actually wove in a lot of dream interpretation lessons and techniques so that my readers will walk away and they will be able to interpret their own dream symbols. The symbolism of your mom dying can mean that you're breaking her rules or going against her teachings. Figuratively, she would die if she knew what you were doing. Wow. Yeah, that's right. It's a, Remember, exaggeration. Yeah. You know, you have this, um, the, the dream is trying trying to tell you a story. I find this often in the dreams of young, especially young teenage boys um, who are trying to get out from underneath mom's wing and they will dream repetitively of their mom dying and they think that it's like a premonition or something and I go, no, no, this is just a way of saying that you need your space. You need to draw away and maybe your relationship with your mother is changing. You often have to look deeper with a dream. What you see is rarely what you get. There's, There's a certain sort of story to it, and then there's a deeper meaning and significance. And once you understand how symbolism works, it's really not that hard to figure out. Anyone can do it. Okay, one more question. Planes, trains, automobiles, we're flying, we're in a boat, we're in a car. What's all the movement about? While, you know, movement in a dream can often connect with movement in your life, and the different types of vehicles that can get you there can express that, the subtleties or dynamics of that movement in your life. You know, your car is your day-to-day vehicle, and it can speak to day-to-day activities and progress. You get on a plane because you have a special destination in mind. At least that's the way it works for most people. So the plane is used to say, hey, you've got this high 
high-flying ambition or goal, this distant place that you want to reach, a boat tends to refer more to like the flow of life. You know, it's a it's a slower mode of transportation. You know, but contrast that with a rocket. What does it mean if you you know you're taking off in a rocket? It can mean that your life is really launched. Do you feel a lot of force and power that's behind it? So this is one of the things that I teach in the book is how do you use these little clues? Every detail in a dream is chosen deliberately. So how do you pick up on these clues that the dream is dropping all throughout the story that you can take it and use it to really understand what the dream is saying? J.M. DeBoard, The Dream Interpretation Dictionary, Symbols, Signs, and Meanings. And where can we find more about you? Well, you can go to my blog at dreams123.net. I have been doing it for years. I've been blogging there. It's really a dream interpretation site that has grown so much. I've got a lot of entries from my dictionary are there. I've given them as samples and different ways, I've uh, interpretation techniques. I also encourage you to look me up at, at, go to your favorite search engine and put in We Love Dreams newsletter. I created this, uh, I, I, I really expanded it and it offers a dream, an, kind of an online dream interpretation course. I will send you emails that will give you all of the information that you need to get started. You can sample my writing, my, my media appearances, podcast videos, that kind of stuff. And if I jive with you, then you might just go out and pick up the book because you realize that it's not just your ordinary dream dictionary, that it's coming from a guy who calls himself Rad Al. <laughs> <laughs> Rad Al, uh, the Reddit dream expert, J.M. <laughs> board and what is that final website you gave just before dreams123.net dreams123.net jm deboard also known as rad owl on reddit nice guy next a handy tip to help you communicate this is tyler mel with your weekly theater update the hudson valley shakespeare festival is located on the banks of the hudson at the majestic boscobel house and gardens in garrison new york with the festival season boasting five productions under the open air tent twelfth night the book of will Pride and Prejudice, The General from America, and Love's Labor's Lost. There's something for everyone. Enjoy a picnic on the Great Lawn with options of pre-ordered dinner and stunning views of the Hudson Valley before the show. With performances nearly every night from June 8th to September 4th, this year's season has close to 90 performances. Tony Award nominee Moritz von Stupnagel of Broadway's Present Laughter directs this year's production of Twelfth Night. To order tickets, visit hvshakespeare.org. This has been your theater field correspondent, Tyler Mel, saying, break legs. Hi, it's Casey. What is your body language saying? How do you engage an audience? What social media platform should you use and how should you use it? These are some of the answers you'll find in the handy communication answer book. Lauren Sergi wrote it. But Lauren, can't we just find this stuff on Google? It's a simple fact that sometimes when you're Googling, you don't know whose answer you're getting on the other end. So to have something like the Handy Communication Answer Book at your side, you know you're getting information that's been vetted, that's been carefully researched, and that was commissioned from someone who is an expert in their field. That's the strength of this book and actually the whole Handy Answer Book series. All right, so there's more than one. Tell me about the series. Well, this series is effectively a Q&A series about just about any topic under the sun. I, I wrote the Handy Communication Answer Book, but they have experts on all sorts 
hundreds of topics. So there's the handy psychology answer book, the handy politics answer book, the handy English grammar answer book, art history, you name it, they've pretty much done it. This series has been running for, I believe, over 20 years, and it is outstanding. Now that you mentioned it, I have the handy science answer book. There you go. I have that at home. I love it. I love it. So when it comes to communications, how do you tackle a field this enormous? Well, you break it down into different areas of communication that are commonly problematic for people. So within this book, I look at things like public speaking or written communication, email, social media. Uh, I have contemporary speaking, speeches and presentation, business communication. I just broke it down into different areas that people really struggle with and have to apply communication skills to in their daily lives. So it's not communications as in marketing. It's everyday interpersonal and face-to-face communication. Perfect. We need help. We need help. (laughs) What do you think is the big aha in there that people say, oh, I didn't know that? Well, I think that the big aha with this is that in order to really get a point across or to have a good communication, you want to boil down what it is you have to say to kind of a single message. The more you can boil down your message or whatever it is you're trying to get across into something that's simple, quick to say, and easy to remember, the more fluid your communication is going to be overall. Yeah. You know, it's so funny. I spoke on a radio panel uh, or on a media panel not that long ago to a group of professional women, and I said to them, ladies, when you're writing me an email because you're pitching something you want me to mention on the air, look at your email and then look at that last sentence and put it first. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. It's that. It's that one sentence, and that's something that I actively drill with people to figure out within their presentations, even within their meetings or their one-on-one talks. What's the one thing? Then. Just one. We can handle one thing. We don't have a lot of room in our brains for much more than that. Right. <laughs> All right. We are talking to Lauren Sergi, the author of the Handy Communications book. While we have you here, before we get your book in our hands, give us a few more tips. Well, one of them would be to always really try to understand the perspective of the other person that you're speaking to. And this is easier said than done. We all know that we should kind of get other people's perspective, but it's hard for us to detach our own perspective and our own judgments from it. So I say take an almost like eager, open-eyed, almost naive interest in what other people think and believe, and then you'll be able to find common ground with them more easily. Give me a for instance. What does that look like? Let's take the family dinner table, and you have the father and the daughter. Oh, this isn't a personal example at all. The father and the daughter Mm. who have differing political opinions. Oh, I know, right? Quite often when we're having those sorts of discussions with friends, family, whoever, when someone gives their opinion, what we're looking to do when we're communicating with them is to poke holes in what it is they're trying to say and prove them wrong with a really clever comeback. And when we're in that mode, we're not actually listening to what they have to say or considering their perspective. So a better way to go about doing it would be to say, so why do you believe that? Why do you believe that? And you try to get their context and where it is they're developing their opinions from. And don't think about giving a rebuttal. You know, you're not, you don't need to always be in debate mode when you're having these kinds of conversations. Just instead seek to understand where they're coming from. That doesn't mean change your opinion or accept what they have to say. It's just, it just means try to understand it without filling in the gaps with your own chatter. All right, I'm going to try it. It's hard. It's it's easier said than done, but it's very worthwhile. The Handy Communication Answer Book. It's a great thing to have next to your computer. And Lauren, where can we find out more? 
Uh, you can find out more through the publishers, Visible Press Inc. If you just Google them, that is where you can find it. Of course, you can find me at laurensergy.com. That's L-A-U-R-E-N-S-E-R-G-Y.com. And you can find the book in your local bookstores or your favorite online book retailer, Barnes & Noble, Amazon. They've all got it. And I've got a copy, too. If you'd like to win it, let me know. Our thought for the day, if you can't explain it simply, you don't understand it well enough. Some say Einstein said that. I say this. See you next week. You've been listening to Shine On, the health and happiness show with Casey, an Ella's Leash production. The content of Shine On, the health and happiness show is intended for general information purposes only. You can listen to previously broadcast shows online at caseyradio.com. Join Casey for another edition of Shine On, the health and happiness show next Sunday morning from 100.7 WHUD.